Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. It's great, right? I mean, come on. Russ, like, every time we come here to do the show in L.A., Russ has to deal with us having a different opening theme. But... So put your mic on. You thought it was on. It's incredible. There it is. Yeah, love the theme. Late Era Public Enemy, 2012. Big time. It's great. The whole song. It's getting to be about time soon to shift it. I don't know. I'm going to I'm gonna keep this one going, at least until we get Chuck D on the show. He's, he's told me before... We DM Chuck and I, greatest rapper of all time. That's what we do. We DM. He, I can't get him on the damn show. This is Sirius XM Progress. I'm John Fugelsag. Welcome to Channel 127. Thank you, Dino Badala, for being an excellent lead-in. We are coming to you all week live from the beautiful Sirius XM Studios here in Los Angeles, getting ready for Stephanie Miller's sexy liberal comedy tour coming up, uh, they tell me, this Saturday, and it's going to be a big one. I'm sorry to keep pushing it so hard. And I really am. I was on KPFK today, did Michelangelo's show yesterday, Tom Hartman tomorrow, doing um, uh, some radio in uh, Minnesota on Thursday, and then uh, Stephanie Miller on Friday, because it's a really big show. It's the only tour date of the entire year. And if there's ever been a time when I need some laughs with my politics friends... I think it would be late October of 2023 uh, at the Saban Theater in Beverly Hills. And if you can't make it to the Saban, well, uh, you don't have to worry. We're going to be live streaming it. You can actually see the whole thing from home on a pay-per-view. You can go to sexyliberal.com or go to meathook.live. Uh, That's uh, M-E-E-T, hook. Don't go to the M-E-A, don't. Just, I mean, maybe, maybe you know, some of you, it'll, some of you will like it, but most of you won't. Um... This weekend, the show will feature two of tonight's guests, Frangela, the wonderful African-American female comedy duo made up of Francis Callier and Angela V. Shelton. These ladies have done this show many times. They're so brilliant. I often say Frangela would be like what Diamond and Silk was if they were smart and had talent and morals. Um, Because, man, these ladies are funny. And I've loved being on tour with them over the years. They bring the house down in ways I cannot explain through conventional science. Uh, Both Francis and Angela will be with us tonight. We're also going to be joined by the Rude Pundit, who I would imagine has some rude things to say about the current uh, Speaker of the House race. Our comedy daddy, Keith. Wow, no experts today. It's all friends. No, No authors, no journalists, no politicians. It's all just friends of the show today. 
which we need. If you've been dealing with breaking news all day tonight, look on this as a nice, nice neighborhood bar where you can just take off your shoes, take off your coat, relax, grab a drink, grab a hookah, sit on a beanbag and uh, enjoy the talented friends who will come by and spin some yarns. It's going to be a great, great show. Russ is sitting in, in the studio. It's so nice to have you back, sir. You're welcome to jump in as much as you want on the air, by the way. I'm going to jump around. Okay. It's ple- <laughs> well, they've been moving us around the different studios. Yeah. Right. Um, Chris Hauselt is our executive producer. He's running this thing. Chris is never shy about jumping in. And um, the great Thea Harper, who I try to get to come in more and jump in more, but she's too busy dealing with callers who are asking her too many personal questions. You guys, don't be creeps with my producer. Do not trifle with Ms. Thea Harper. I'm, I'm going to say it once. Go go, go be creepy elsewhere. Of course, no liberal men would do that. Just the right-wing trolls. I think half of these racists call just to talk to Thea, and then they yell at me. Oh, the Sexy Liberal Comedy Tour also with Hal Sparks, who will be joining me in studio this Thursday night. Hal hasn't been on the show in a while. We're very, very happy to welcome him back. Uh, Stephanie Miller, of course, will be on the show. And Stephanie's producer, Jody Hamilton, who some of you guys know. She's comedy royalty. Jody is going to be on our show on Friday as well. So uh, here's the deal. We are now a couple days away from the Sexy Liberal Comedy Tour, and I can announce Malcolm Nance has joined the cast of the special guest for our panel. He will be with Glenn Kirshner, the legendary Ron Perlman. Yes, Hellboy himself is going to be... Man, oh, how, how cool was it when Ron Perlman, when I got him to come in the studio last month? He was my hero before he opened his mouth, but my God, when he did. Uh, wow. He's like an Old Testament character. He's so, And you feel like he could just crush you with one hand, too. He could. He told Brando stories. He's worked with everybody. He's amazing. He's a Hollywood legend. Rob Reiner is also a Hollywood legend, and he will be with us as well. Uh, and Malcolm Nance just confirmed. So it's going to be a lot of fun. 90 days, friends. 90 days until the Iowa caucuses. The first Republican nominating contest of the 2024 presidential election. It is also 90 days until the beginning of E. Jean Carroll's second sexual abuse and defamation trial against Donald Trump, he's already been found guilty. And Judge Lewis Kaplan says, yeah, he committed rape. This trial is only to determine how much he should pay. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, I mean, she sued him once before, but he had to be reptilian and defame her once again. Last time she got five mil, this time she wants ten. It's going to be quite a day, 90 days from today. How many Republicans will even still be in the race at that point? I predict it'll be Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis, maybe Mike Pence or what's left of him blowing in the breeze. Now, um, before we get to the news, this new NPR Marist poll, it's it's way too early, guys. I, I don't care about these polls. What I what I know from these polls is billionaires don't want Joe Biden reelected president. That's what I got. Uh, but this one, it's it's interesting. This is the NPR Marist poll nationwide for the election. Biden, 49 percent. Trump, 46 percent. It's only only three percentage points. Yeah. Of course, that's seven trials from now. Seven jury verdicts from now. This would be happening. (laughs) So but keep this in mind. When you add Robert Kennedy Jr. to the mix and who wouldn't want to do that? (sighs) Biden loses five points goes down to 44 percent but trump loses nine points goes down to 37 percent kennedy takes 16 percent so biden goes from a three-point advantage over trump to a seven-point advantage if robert kennedy jr is in the race as an independent this poll like all others means nothing 
right now. Hello to everyone listening live. You are our evil army of the night, and we welcome your calls all evening long. And hello to our daywalkers, everyone who listens on the podcast, the John Fuglesang podcast, or SiriusXM On Demand, or on the app. We love y'all. You're always allowed to call in, you know, every now and then if you're bored some night. It's another freaking rerun of Grey's Anatomy, which, honestly, that show just needs to be called Very Bad Hospital. The Very Bad Hospital. You call us some evening, or write to us on our Facebook page. We love to hear from you. What happened today? Well, the Al-Ali Hospital in Gaza City was hit by an aerial explosive, and the casualties are said to be over 500. This hospital was one of many that was already serving as a shelter for people who've lost their homes. Now, both Israeli and Palestinian leaders are blaming each other for the tragedy. Hamas is claiming the IDF targeted the hospital, and apparently they have bombed other hospitals this week. Israel is claiming the explosion was a malfunctioning rocket fired by Islamic Jihad and released video that they say bolters that claim. I'm going to recommend y'all take a day and wait for this news to come in before we decide which side we believe in with fierce conviction, because there's a lot of certain people out there and we just don't know yet. What we do know is this explosion has set off all kinds of horror and riots and skirmishes across the Middle East in Jerusalem and the West Bank, Amman, Jordan, where Joe Biden was supposed to go for a summit tomorrow. That's now been canceled. Um, more on that in a second. Donald Trump also returned to a Manhattan courthouse for his New York civil fraud trial. It's his fourth appearance at the proceeding in less than a month. I guess he's back to trying to fundraise. He filed an appeal contesting the gag order placed on him by Judge Tanya Chutkin because Donald Trump thought the term broad gag order was when you pay the escort extra to make things a little rough. Also using American-supplied long-range missiles, Ukraine struck a major blow at two Russian airfields in occupied eastern regions, shocking everybody who didn't know that America had supplied these long-range missiles to Ukraine. And finally, over there in New Mexico, the prosecutors say they are seeking to recharge actor Alec Baldwin with involuntary manslaughter and the fatal shooting of that cinematographer, which, by the way, was already two years ago. Do you guys care? I mean, does anyone on the left care if Alec Baldwin goes to trial? Is there going to be a free Alec Baldwin movement? I don't see it happening. I, I don't. I, I see liberals as being, well, you get your day in court. Whereas conservatives are, oh, you're attacking our tribe? I will be fiercely loyal. If you don't believe me, we'll see what's going on in Congress. Let's talk about it. The Middle East is on fire and Congress is melting after 14 days with no House Speaker. The Republican caucus is the closest they've been to filling the chair, which means they're nowhere near filling the chair. Jim Jordan, the House Judiciary Committee uh, chair, co-founder of the Freedom Caucus, he, he thought today was the day. And last night we were saying how dumb this guy is, but I, I, I had to begrudgingly admit if he's fighting for a vote, he must know. He got a couple of hardcore Never Jordans to flip over the weekend, so he, he must know something I don't. And there's been this big push to get all the Republicans to unify around Jim Jordan, to stop humiliating the Republicans. They've been calling everybody. Sean Hannity and his producers have been, uh, I would say, harassing and pressuring, some would say extorting uh, congressmen who have not been weighing in on this. Things today went, well, not the way Jim hoped. They went much worse, which means, once again, it was porn for the angels. And the Lord brought lube. The Freedom Caucus co-chair came closer to the speakership than anyone would have thought. He still fell 20 votes short of what he needed. He got the same thing that Kevin McCarthy got in early January during his 15-round election. He got fewer votes than Kevin McCarthy got two weeks ago when he left the speakership. 
They thought it would be like 10 Republicans opposing his candidacy. Turns out there were 20, and they were an eclectic crew. Biden district Republicans, conservative institutionalists, I guess that's what they call Republicans, McCarthy allies, all kinds of people got in the way. It was not a conservative hardline vote. Meanwhile, all 212 Democrats remained completely united in support of House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries. He has gotten the most votes in 12 of the 16 speaker ballots held in this Congress. Give a quick listen to Congressman Patrick McHenry, the acting speaker pro temp, as he announces the results of this floor vote and um, listen to how many different people different Republicans voted for. You will hear a lot of very silly protest votes. The tellers agree in their tallies that the total number of votes cast is 432, of which the Honorable Jim Jordan of the state of Ohio has received 200 votes. The Honorable Hakeem Jeffries of the state of New York has received 212 votes. The Honorable Kevin McCarthy of the state of California has received six votes. Lee Zeldin of the state of New York has received three. Lee Zeldin, The Honorable people. Steve Scalise of the state of Louisiana has received seven. <laughs> the Honorable Mar- uh, Mike Garcia of the state of California has received one. The Honorable Tom Emmer of the state of Minnesota has received one. The Honorable Tom Cole of the state of Oklahoma has received one. The Honorable Thomas Massey of the state of Kentucky received one. No person having received a majority of the whole number of votes cast by surname, a speaker has not been elected. Did you catch all the applause for Hakeem Jeffries and no applause for anyone else? <laughs> I mean, 20 Republicans voted against him at his worst day of his 15 very bad votes trying to become speaker last January. The worst Kevin McCarthy ever got was as good as Jim Jordan got today. They don't like him. They don't like the fact that he's a winged monkey for Trump. They don't like the fact that he wasn't just someone who bought into January 6th. He really believed it and helped it happen. I mean, Kevin McCarthy didn't believe that Trump had the vote stolen from him. Kevin McCarthy voted that way because he believes in nothing but himself. Jim Jordan really believes that shit. Jim Jordan is the worst kind of fake Christian, one who is convinced as a fundamentalist that anything he do is anointed by God because he's him and you're just you. People are disgusted that he's with the Freedom Caucus. He sucks at fundraising. He's a bully. No one respects him. A lot of these are moderates. You know, a lot of these are moderates from swing districts who don't want to have the most bad shit Tea Party MAGA dude possible as Speaker of the House after they humiliation, Jim Jordan was asked by reporters, uh, how much punishment are you ready to put yourself through, Jim? We're going to keep going. I've had great conversations, great discussions with uh, our colleagues. And frankly, no one, no one in our conference wants to see any type of coalition government with Democrats. So we're going to keep working and we're going to get to the votes. How many, uh, many ballots are you willing to go through? Until we get a speaker. we gotta, we got to have a speaker and it can't be some deal with the Democrats. I, I mean, American people don't want that. They elect Republicans in a majority, small majority. I get it. We got 200 votes on the first ballot. I think that maybe even is more than what Kevin got back in January, or right about where Kevin was. Gus Bill Rockus is a vote for us. That's 201. We've had good conversations. We're going to keep working. 
So, you know, he, he he's promised he's going to have as many votes as it takes to wear down his opponents and become speaker. And I am here for it, guys. I hope it takes more than 15 votes. I hope they do it over and over and over again. Joe Biden is going to be over there in the Middle East acting presidential and showing people what leadership looks like. And by the way, I predict that the Israeli press will cover his visit much more favorably than the American press will. And we'll have the contrast of this. I mean... You know, look, I, I want to call it a shit show, but I got this angry letter from the League of Shit Shows with a cease and desist to stop sullying their brand. So I'm sorry to all shit shows to compare you to this. After the first vote failed today, Jordan canceled plans to have a vote again in the evening, and he said he'll try again tomorrow. Because, you know, letting the people in your conference who hate you and think that you're unqualified and don't like the fact that you lie about the election and don't like the fact that you're an insurrectionist and don't like the fact that you turned your head away and didn't look when young wrestlers were being molested in your care, they have a good night's sleep. They'll change their mind, right? He canceled it for the night to try to keep on whipping votes and also to give more time to Fox News to go ahead and put pressure on the holdouts. Here's uh, Congressman Pete Aguilar. From California, he told the House that a bipartisan coalition speaker is a better option than an election-denying nonstop chaos agent. The choice before us is simple: come together on a bipartisan path forward, or take us over the cliff. Abandon the extremism that is preventing us from getting things done, or triple down on division and dysfunction. A vote today to make the architect of a nationwide abortion ban a vocal election denier, and an insurrection insider to the Speaker of this House would be a terrible message to the country and our allies. You make it sound like a bad thing, Pete. Um, One House Republican who talked to Axios on the condition of anonymity predicted that Jordan will get not more than five to seven of his detractors on the second vote. He's still not going to have enough. Meanwhile, Kevin McCarthy crawled out of the hole he's been living in to blame... Democrats, because, of course, give, give, I mean, it's it's almost pitiable. And then you think about who Kevin McCarthy is and realize, no, pity he doesn't deserve. Give a listen. Now we have rules. We don't have to be stuck on the floor. Uh, the interesting part is why we're here. Every single Democrat voted to stop one branch of government. They created <laughs> this mess with eight Republicans. Every single Democrat did it. And so I think what we'll do is we'll go sit down. Uh, we'll talk to those that have difference of opinion and, and come back. Did the margin surprise you? Did the margin surprise you? Thank you. Do you feel bad for Mr. Do you feel bad right now for Mr. Jordan? You threw his your supporting for him. Do you feel bad for him? No, no. Don't over <laughs> read into this. This is about the same vote I had on my first vote out. Um, why we're in the, well, no, 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 let's go back to how it got here. We wouldn't be Ooh, here Kev. if every single Democrat didn't vote with eight Republicans to shut this place down. That's it. No, what, Republicans voted against Jim Jordan today on the floor, including two votes from somebody who's not even a member anymore. Every single Democrat and eight Republicans voted to shut down one branch of government. That is why we're here today. There's no other reason why we're here today but because of that. Now, now we had a vote on the floor. It didn't get to the whole point. Now we'll take a break, talk to people, and come back and solve it. So how long? Is this going to be today? <laughs> well, get her. Uh, Kevin, here's the deal. You created this mess. Your lies, your support of Donald Trump's insurrection, your breaking of deals, your craven suck-up to the Marjorie Taylor Gates wing of the Nazi clot caucus— 
and you're allowing this ridiculous one-person vote motion to vacate. You built this, dude. Our friend Ted Liu had the best comment. Number one, all Dems voted no on your rules change to allow one member to bring a motion to fire you. Two, Dems voted consistent with our belief that Rep. Jeffries is best speaker. And three, your inability to understand what happened is why you are no longer speaker. So we'll see what happens in the days to come. But Rep. Ken Buck, a man who believes in nothing, uh, has been kind of amusing to me. He voted for House Majority Whip Tom Emmer today. The only Republican who voted to oust Kevin McCarthy as speaker, who also opposed Jim Jordan on the first ballot. And CNN asked him, do you, do you, you, you want Tom Emmer to be speaker? And he said, no, I don't. I don't like Tom Emmer. I figure this would be the worst job in America. Mike Rowe would not want to do this for his TV show. This is a terrible job. It's good to know how seriously they're taking it. Folks, this proves what I've said all along, that you can go from Newt Gingrich to Denny Hastert, to John Boehner, Paul Ryan, <laughs> and Kevin McCarthy. Republican House Speaker is the spinal tap drummer of government positions. We got to take a quick break. When we return, the great rude pundit is with us. Lee Papa is waiting in the wings. We'll be right back with your calls at 866-997-4748. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey everybody, it's Michael Steele, host of the Michael Steele Podcast. Each week, I discuss key political and cultural issues joined by America's leading activists, experts, and academics for conversations that transcend political boundaries. And that's the point. I want you to join me as we work through real solutions, have honest conversations, just keeping it real, and having a little fun on the side. So listen to the Michael Steele Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, or wherever you get your podcasts on, because you know I love it when you do. You know, for a long time, I was I was defending Dianne Feinstein staying in the Senate. Everyone said this is elder abuse, and she doesn't know where she is, and, and I kept saying, no, she, she knows where she is. She's on the Senate Judiciary Committee, and Joe Biden has gotten a lot of judges approved. Joe Biden has appointed more black women to the circuit court than every other president combined. She's staying because she needs to be on the Judiciary Committee because when she got diagnosed with shingles last spring, she offered to step down temporarily and the Republicans said they would not seat a replacement. So for all these months, I was defending her. She was obviously not well, but I kept saying maybe this 90-year-old woman has some agency and she wants to be there because she knows that none of Joe Biden's judge picks will be approved unless she's there. 
and I stand by it. I actually, it's, I'm not a fan of Diane Feinstein, but I consider her staying there and going to work every day to be a heroic thing she did. And now they have just announced in the last five minutes that Senate Democrats have regained the Judiciary Committee because new senator... LaFonsa Butler, appointed to replace the late Senator Feinstein, has been allowed to join the committee after Feinstein's death, and zero Republicans objected. It's a really positive story that will not be getting much coverage. I am now very pleased to welcome to the show someone who I turn to when I need to be inspired to shake some trifling fools by the lapels. Lee Papa is the political blogger known as the Rude Pundit. He has tens of thousands of weekly readers. He's a regular guest on the Stephanie Miller Show. He was called by the New York Times a tornado of a writer and a child of Lenny Bruce, Richard Pryor, and Hunter S. Thompson. We are thrilled when he joins us. You can support Lee and get even more content under the Patreon username Rude Pundit. Lee, welcome back. Hey, great to see you in a studio. I love it. I know. It's so nice to be back. The LA studio, it's 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 there's 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 daylight while I'm on the air here. It's 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 That's light crazy. outside. Wow, it's crazy. <laughs> I, I, I get off the air here and the whole city hasn't gone to sleep and I can meet people or do stand up or or my child is still awake. It's this weird thing. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's a life, man. What what the I hell? I, I, I've been traveling cross country for 25 years. I never understood how these time zones worked. It's pretty neat. I'm six to nine over here. So thank you. Wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. Enjoy. You'll have to come out and join us in, the, in my big empty studio sometime. I would love um, to. Lee, I, I feel like this is the week where the Middle East is on fire and the Congress is on fire and Donald Trump's legal defenses are on fire. It's just a big bowl of bad. So I'm clinging to any good news I can possibly get. Uh, let's start with the uh, the House. I, I, I really last night had to tell myself, I know Jim Jordan's dumb. I know he's petulant and impulsive, but he wouldn't humiliate himself by having a vote that he knew he'd lose, right? He'd he'd find a way to whip the votes and make sure, right? He, he wouldn't just Isn't walk that, into this like a schmuck. Isn't that really the first job of the Speaker of the House is, you know, I mean, I guess it's the job of the whip, but also like a Speaker of the House should know what the votes are going to be in their own caucus. And uh, and what I love is that apparently more people voted against him than they initially thought. I guess they initially thought it yep. might be 10 and it turned out to be 20. And 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 they've said if it went to a second round, that more might have then turned against him. There were several people saying, yeah, I'm going to go. No, fuck that guy. Now, now what, why do you think this is? I mean, I, 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 I guess it's just because there's enough Republicans who are in swing districts or the, the five to eight Republicans in districts that Biden won by a couple of points where they realize, hey, appointing an insurrectionist liar who may have sexual abuse adjacent problems uh, probably won't help me. It's got to all come down to selfishness. Right. And a vote for Jim Jordan could jeopardize the futures of a lot of these congressmen because it, it seems like a fundraising gift to Democrats. Oh, yeah. And the other thing, though, is, I mean, I mean, say what you will about some of these shitty Republicans. And, you know, it's hard to find a non shitty Republican, but at least a few of them were saying he's got to at least say that Donald Trump lost the election. You know, he's got to say that. that, I mean, if he's not willing to say that, then we're not even then. How do we we can't even trust him to do anything. So. And, and, you know, he's a guy who has probably, you know, burned his fair share of bridges. And then you have the ones that were probably there during Hastert, who at least 
have to have some bit of like memory of, oh, shit, we don't want to go down with that ship again. Although you do have to give them credit. At least this time they were just the ones that voted for him were just voting for the guy who let the sexual assault happen, didn't actually commit the sexual assault. And I'm really glad you said that, Lee, because we have a responsibility to deliver people the truth. And liberals, I'm tired of you spreading this misinformation and disinformation. And I hate when there's misinformation and disinformation mixed, Lee. Those two things are really piss me off together. Liberals, Jim Jordan did not molest wrestlers in a locker room. He just looked the other way and covered it up. Okay, it's not the same. Thank you, Lee. He he was yeah. he, he was okay with the sexual abuse, but he didn't he, actually fondle or grope or cornhole no. anyone himself. Yes. No, no, no. And Thank we're you. not saying he was standing in the corner masturbating. Not, with his not saying that. As they were going. We're not saying. We have no, no. evidence. That no evidence was. There's no evidence. As that. feasible though it might sound and really yes. conceivable that he would now, enjoy oh, sitting totally. in a dark corner. With a sweaty gym sock. Yeah. But John, John, we are just asking questions. We're just asking questions. I mean, was he sitting on a bench in the dark corner sniffing another wrestler's dirty sock while he watched this Congress? We don't know. We're just asking the questions, Lee. We are. We are. What what, did he take down his sweaty pants and underwear and just go at himself? While exactly. horrible things were going on, does he have fired by yes. those acts? Does he have photos of these wrestler molesters on his laptop? We don't know. We, we people deserve know. to know. We're just asking questions. I mean, we got to look at both sides of the side that says he doesn't have the photos. There's the side that that. says he does have the photos. Thank you. Finally, both sides matter. The side that just says this is meaningless conjecture and the side that says, who cares? Let's do what they do. And I think both sides need to be heard. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's really you know what fun I do love about 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 Jim Jordan, though, is that what? he has the face that always looks like, ah, fuck, I lost. Yeah. Every, every time you look at him, you look at a guy that thinks, I, 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 yeah, I know I'm going to lose. I'm going to do this. Yeah. You know, I'm going to try to get you to buy the extended warranty, but I know you're not going to buy the extended warranty. But That's I got to try because my manager says I got to try to sell you the extended warranty. He has shot himself in the foot so many times. He, he He's qualified to be deputy sheriff of Mayberry, I think. Yeah. Andy, Andy Griffith could hire him. Um, it, it's so bad that I'm actually enjoying Ken Buck, which I didn't think could happen. Um, yeah. I, I, like Ken Buck just saying, no, he, he won't tell the truth about the election. And it's interesting seeing which Republicans are committed to telling the truth about this rather than just like being a McCarthy who goes along with all of it. But I got to I got to ask a couple questions of you, Lee, because it's a bit much for my tiny mind to process. They keep calling the regular rank and file Republicans, the non MAGA Tea Party crazies, the, the institutionalists, the institutionalists. That's what we always hear. The old school Republicans. Right. Uh, if they're if they're so institutionalist, why can't they get their shit together and find a moderate they like and run and- him against Jordan? And find a moderate that they could make a deal with Democrats for some kind of power sharing agreement in such a closely uh, in such a, a, you know, close uh, between parties, House of Representatives. I mean, why not do that? It would they keep talking, they keep, you know, they keep babbling about bipartisanship and all of that. You want to show it? 
do this. You know, that stupid fucking Kevin McCarthy quote that you played and and rightly yeah. spanked him over that uh, that that. Oh, this was Democrats that do that. And you just want to go, motherfucker, if Nancy Pelosi had needed a few votes to get over the line, would any of you stepped up and done it? And Preach. and no, of course they wouldn't no. have. They're, well, Kevin McCarthy still spreading the lie that the Democrats voted to. No, Democrats didn't vote to get rid of Kevin McCarthy. That was Republicans. Democrats voted to stop bailing McCarthy out. That right. was it. Yeah. Yeah. And if he can't get enough votes, if anybody can't get enough votes from their own caucus, well, then there's only one route. Then the other the other take on it is you refuse to actually negotiate with Democrats. Yep. You refuse to see if you can get some of them on board. They probably could have done it if McCarthy had wanted to at the beginning. And certainly there are a few. I mean, don't talk to me that you have a problem solvers, uh, you know, group and you, you're just going to say, fuck it. You know what? We're not going to solve any problems. That's it. That's it. Jim Jordan molests the truth like it's a wrestler and the Republican caucus looks the other way. Let, let me ask you one more question about this, though, because I don't hear the media talking about it too much. And I'm kind of obsessed with this angle, Lee. Um, first, Jim Jordan lost the hypothetical matchup to David Duke without the baggage last week. Right. Now he thinks he's got it because Scalise dropped out somehow. I don't know why. I think Scalise would be much more efficient in the role than Jim Jordan. I was worried about Scalise. Um, but the media is not talking about how this is all a gigantic repudiation of Donald Trump, isn't it? Donald Trump has handpicked his salacious crumb yep. to Trump's Jabba to go ahead yep. and be the nominee. And the Republican caucus has rejected Donald Trump's mini-me twice in a row. I mean, yeah. how is that not a fuck you to their ruler? It is it is the 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 slightest bit of movement in seeing them try to creep out from under his giant right. ass. You it's know, like two percent bravery, two percent like skim skim milk bravery. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're trying. They are giving it a shot. But to, to see, I mean, it, I mean, I would say it's some of those people that were in Biden districts It's the only way they could survive. And and again, I still don't know why, if you actually gave a shit about governing and you were in one of those Biden districts as a Republican, why not just fucking at least go independent caucus with Democrats and say, right. you know what, I'm doing it because I want to govern. I want to do things for my constituents. And obviously the Republican Party is incapable of doing anything right now. But would uh, that know, not take a, would that not take a Republican willing to vote for Hakeem Jeffries? I mean, I think the reality is, yeah, if, but if any Republicans did vote for Hakeem Jeffries, we know what would happen. Donald Trump would turn the full force of MAGA on them and have them primaried there. Well, again, what I'm saying, though, selfish. is that those is that those Republicans actually leave the Republican Party. Oh, uh, yeah. And then right. either become Democrats or become independents with the hope that Democrats wouldn't primary them and um, and 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 join the Democratic caucus and just switch the power in the House. Wow. That's like a that's that that's a fantasy like like Jim Jordan and a bottle of Jurgens and some young male wrestlers. And I'm not saying that Jim Jordan buys a bottle of Jurgens to watch young male wrestlers. I'm just asking no, questions. No, Lee. no. No, no, no. He, you know, he seems more like, I don't know, an Avino guy to me. Um, you might be right. Yeah. 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 We I mean, it's not necessarily that he's going to. What kind of hand lotion does Jim Jordan use when he fantasizes about cutting funding for health care for poor people? We're at 866-997-GRIT. Go ahead, Mr. Papa. So yeah. Far. No, 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 no. I was thinking he probably takes, you know, the deodorants out of the lockers and, you know, that's actually uses true. that as his. But we as, can't as, prove that. 
No, we can't. We can't. He likes we, them we, musky. I mean, we we can say he likes them musky and sweaty and smelly. Yes. We can say he likes rough trade and edge play and age play. Yes. And we could say all, but yeah. we we don't have any physical proof. We're just asking questions. We have no idea if he's taking those uh, those roll-ons, those sticks, and just you know using it for some kind of anal play as butt yeah. plugs, if you will. We, don't we know. do not know, but we do not know that he does not do it. Well, the American people deserve to know. I mean, what he's doing and how much he enjoys the suffering you know, whales. Of I would hope that they would have a hearing about this. It would be. I it would be great if they did. If they did, if they maybe got into his laptop and saw what he might have in there. If only someone hacked his laptop to find what's there or hacked his laptop and put shit there. Because, I mean, hey, who would ever think of doing that? No, yeah. no. But again, we're, just, yeah. we're just asking questions. Uh, Hakeem Jeffries is having a good week. He's having a very good week, wouldn't you say? He is. He is. I mean, he, first of all, the unity of the Democrats on this has been tremendous. And and frankly, right. the, the unity of the of the House Democrats in, in general has been just admirable in so I many ways. Since, and it also I, and I, give, I give Pelosi credit for that. Since they saved Obamacare in 2017, right after the Bernie Hillary civil war, I don't know how she did it, but Pelosi made all that bad blood go away and got yep. the right wing anti-choice Texas Democrats and the AOCs on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, and the, you know, you hear the AOCs and, and those, and those right wing Democrats speaking the same lines about uh, in their support of the Biden administration. You know, they they have decided to just completely unify. It really is just Democrats, except for Manchin and uh, well, and well, I guess cinema still yeah. since she caucuses with Democrats. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Let's let's, yeah. let's ask questions about her. Um, so let me ask another question. Uh, does this imaging help Democrats to have Joe Biden flying to the Middle East which I'm a little worried about. You know, it's one thing if he's going to Ukraine and Russia's not going to nuke us because we can nuke them. There's mutual assured destruction so he can fly to Ukraine. But um, Hamas are Nazi gangster criminal thugs. And I'm a bit more nervous about him going over there. But do you see that this imaging being helpful to Biden's poll numbers, showing his leadership, showing the appreciation of the people of Israel that he comes there, hopefully his calming influence versus the shit show in Congress? I'd have had a different answer before the hospital. And I know we don't know for sure. There's there's competing stories as to what happened uh, with the hospital in Gaza that that yeah. uh, was bombed, whether it was yeah. from this group allied with Hamas or whether it was Israeli forces where, you know, we, there, I would postpone, frankly, because going over there and finding out it was Israeli, it was these Israeli defense forces that did this. Mm-hmm. Um. It would be it would it would almost seem like you're giving an okay to that kind of horror. Especially now, especially now that the meeting between Jordan, the leaders of Jordan, Egypt, Palestine and Biden is off. I mean, I I just I don't see why Lee, if he if he doesn't go, then he's weak. If he doesn't go, then he's not doing anything in the middle of a crisis. I mean, no matter what, they're going to attack him. I think the people who hate him. Already hate him. But if he can go there and do any good, including just being seen as caring about it. I mean, even if we found out that Israel accidentally bombed the hospital, I don't think it would affect American aid to Israel one iota. Do you? No, but I think it what it does affect are those uh, are those left wing voters, those those um, very liberal voters who may be turned off by something like that and by, and by blind support of Israel, no matter what kinds of terrible things happen 
Um, I'm not. And again, I, you know, the way I, my opinion on this is I'm just on the side of don't fucking, you know, slaughter people. That's my and, side, too. You're right. Yeah. But I, I do think that there is a large population a, that that Gen Z vote that very yeah. easily could be turned off. If it is if if uh, Biden is seen as supporting just one side, which he wasn't going, which was the brilliant move when when the whole trip was going to was going to happen. Now that that other part of the trip is off, it gives me pause. Well, I mean, I will say I thought Biden was very impressive on 60 Minutes. I I think he has been uh, very, very focused on on getting the right points out about saying that you have to take care of the Palestinian people, that you can't let this Mm -hmm. violence escalate. He stopped short of calling for a ceasefire. Um, He said he was outraged and deeply saddened by the blast. But I'm still hopeful that, you know, while supporting Israel, he can just say, look, he said what I think, that um, Palestine deserves their own state. Mm -hmm. They deserve to be free. And Hamas has to go. And to me, it's not that nuanced. He's not going to come out and call Netanyahu a criminal thug. The people of Israel and the press are doing that, by the way. Right. The people of Israel fucking despise Netanyahu. And it's not just the left and the young people anymore. That's the crazy. No, no, not in not in Israel. No, no. He's I mean, and and, and he absolutely a, a Palestinian state will not happen as long as he is their leader. And as long as frankly, as long as a Likud uh, coalition is is in power. That's right. Uh, And this could finally topple that. But again, a two state solution is not possible as long as Hamas is in power either. I'm not for exterminating all these people, but it's it's just they are Nazi gangster criminal terrorist thugs and they don't give a run by a guy who has four billion dollars. And yet Palestine lives in squalor. If they cared about the people of Palestine, Lee, wouldn't they release the hostages now? Yeah. Yeah, they would. They would release it. And, you know, they would release them and say, "Okay, you don't have target. And then I mean, yes, I'll just say yes. I I mean, I I, again, I always come at this with I don't know enough. And I and I don't like to be somebody who comments on things that um, I'm just not I, I I. it seems like too many pundits like to pretend they know everything. Oh, yes, they do. Uh, boy, a lot of pundits on both sides know who launched that missile that hit the hospital today. Exactly. I mean, new People are allergic to nuance at a time when we really need to take a step back and say, hey, we don't know the answers. I was reading so much on both sides about that missile and that hospital and those poor people, and I'm not qualified to give an opinion on it. And I don't yeah, think and I yet. and I jumped the gun. I jumped the gun on uh, on threads and initially thought that it had been clear that it had been a um, it, that it had been the IDF, uh, a rocket from the IDF. And then it turned out I was wrong. I deleted said I was wrong, which is also what some people need to do is say when they're fucking wrong. That's <laughs> why I love you, Lee. And it's why you're so rare and uh, refreshing. You know, I, I have this idea that Biden couldn't cancel the visit because his visit guarantees that a ground invasion is delayed a few more days. And that's true, too. Yeah. Maybe it gets a few more, but maybe it gets some more Palestinians to move from north to south, you know, uh, as 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 impossible a task as that is, especially, for instance, for the ones in in hospitals. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying optics wise, from that that youth perspective that we need to make sure they're out for the election in 2024 that's where i'm coming from on this is purely on the the politics of it 
I think you're uh, right. Donald Trump has used this as a chance to reboot his uh, Muslim ban wet dream, which him. is terrific. Yeah. Um, yeah. And but but they're all doing it now. All of these good Christians on the Republican side are all saying that they don't want to take any Palestinian refugees into our country. Lee, there is once again no room at the end from these good Christians. Tom Cotton, you know, and 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 his, yeah. you know, he's just simply equating all Palestinians with Hamas. I mean, that's it. It's not just the lack of nuance. It's the actual harm that's being done by making by making those kinds of statements. Marco and, Rubio and that 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 soft, weak Lindsey Graham calling for basically just extermination of, of people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you're for genocide, just fucking say it. Just fucking say it, you know. Yeah. And uh, and I forget who oh, it was fucking Jesse Waters. Uh, oh, yesterday. how did I miss what he said? Oh, you don't know what he said? No, what did he say? Oh, Jesse Waters, same thing. Said that that all Palestinians, if they're not if they're not terrorists, they certainly don't mind terrorists. They they hate all Jews. Um, yeah, he 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 essentially just said we shouldn't get that nobody wants them. Why doesn't Egypt open up their borders? And it's like because nobody's fucking opening up their borders for millions of people to come pouring wow. through. And thank God, uh, he said that. thank God he said that, Lee, because if he said something intelligent, I'd be proven wrong about a lot of stuff. Yeah, what is the best yeah, way, no. sir, for uh, our listeners to follow you and keep up with all your doings? Well, I'm still locked out of Twitter, as I have been for the last God two damn. plus weeks, going on three weeks. Yeah. What did you write? That, do you even know what you I wrote? didn't do anything. I just did stupidly tried to change my password when I was a little oh, drunk. That's still, OK. OK. Yeah, yeah, that's still nobody has gotten back to me from Twitter. And, you know, every couple of days I'm like, hey, and, you know, I'm guessing that there's there's such a skeleton crew there until, you know, Elon right. starts charging all new users a buck <laughs> a year. Follow follow Lee on uh, on threads, apparently on threads on. I still write on the blog, rudepundit.blogspot.com. And you can uh, follow me. On, you can join my Patreon, patreon.com slash rudepundit. I have been locked out of my blue check Facebook page for 28 months, Lee. 28 months because I got hacked and they got rid of the hackers, but never gave me my page back. Bots and prayers are all they have. Lee, you're the best. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thanks a lot, John. We'll see you very soon. Quick break. We'll be right back with your calls at 866-997-4748. Francis Callier and Angela V. Shelton are Frangela. They are real-life best friends who first met and discovered they were both brilliantly funny at Second City Theater. Frances originally from Chicago. You've heard her on Fox's animated comedy, The Cleveland Show, and she's been on Two Broke Girls and Curb Your Enthusiasm. Angela comes from Detroit. She hosted the regional Emmy Award-winning PBS series, The Cheap Show, but you've seen her on everything from Mr. Show to uh, Cloudy and a Chance of Meatballs. They are pop culture pundits. They've been on The Today Show and Dateline, Don Lemon, Showbiz Tonight, and of course, they are part of Stephanie Miller's sexy liberal comedy tour this weekend at the Saban Theater in Beverly Hills with Malcolm Nance and Ron Perlman and uh, Rob Reiner and Hal Sparks. It's going to be a party this weekend. And you should listen to their podcast, The Final Word with Frangela, on iTunes and support their Patreon. Bow down, people of Earth. Frangela is back. Good evening, ladies. Good evening. Good evening. You were so kind to people, John Fugel saying. You were so, so kind and patient. 
you know, I find that hating them back makes them feel like they're right. So it's mm. much better to use their hate for entertainment value. Unfortunately, there's a couple of real chicken shit trolls out there that bring a lot of laughs. Listen, you are the Morpheus of the not so smart. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You are trying to lead them to the door a way of understanding. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you recognize everybody has a little Neo inside them. A little bit. We all have a little Neo inside. I'm just reaching out for the ones who, who maybe, if I think maybe this one person, maybe there's a chance with this human soul, if I recognize his humanity, maybe I can teach him how to spell your correctly. That's all I want to do. <laughs> just, just get to there. Yeah, that is my beautiful. Gift. That is a beautiful wish, a beautiful, impossible dream. (laughs) Oh, we get them. We do get them. We don't get enough racists calling our show, but we do get a few. Um, I know. I do love it. It's so nice. Yeah. um, I'm excited to take the stage with you again. It's been a year since we've done a tour date together, ladies. And uh, I got to say, it's quite a good month for topical comedy, isn't it? Really, really going well. Wow. (laughs) You know what what I'm going to say, John? What I can say is, is that we in our community need comedy desperately right yes. now. We need each other. We need connection. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about the pay-per-view. I'm glad about the people who can't be there in the room with us because we are about to, I mean, break the roof. tear it off it is time let me tell you i am excited i am passionate about what's about to go down with the sexy liberal crew not only just (laughs) this saturday night but up the next year going because let me tell you Mm -hmm, we got to get on this road okay Mm-hmm. Next year, I've listen. I've already told Stephanie three weekends a month, three only Saturdays. That's three weekends a month. She doesn't know yet, but that's what's going to happen. Um, no, I I'm thrilled for it because I do think if you've ever seen one of these tour dates, you know that Frangela and I have something in common. We like to go to these beautiful historic theaters and break shit like just just to make it loud and it is a crazy energy i love performing with you guys and i feel like a lot of people need that release you know maga folks they get to scream all day long and they listen to shows that scream and it's non-stop anger the people who have to try a little harder to be adults to be compassionate to suffer fools you know i think people really need to scream and vent their frustrations and if they can do it while laughing I, i think it's really good and healthy so healthy, you know, and that is what, you know, we sell in terms of our pod, one of our pod- podcasts, uh, Idiot of the Week, which is just, <laughs> you, you just need a mental shakeup. You need to laugh for mental health. We are, this is a lot. Yeah. We are going through a lot right now. The world is going through a lot. Our friends are going through a lot. Um, you know, it's just, it's just, it's a lot. I can't, I can't qualify it anymore. Well, that's why, even though I'm a bit concerned about Joe Biden flying over to this tinderbox right now, I wasn't this worried about about Ukraine, but I, I'm a little worried about this. But it's going to draw a real strong contrast I was discussing in the last hour um, between Joe Biden being presidential and trying to bring calm and projecting strength and supporting our allies, being very consistent with Ukraine and Israel, compared to the unhinged guerrilla shit show going on in the House of Representatives. I think the contrast is really good for democracy to show people. 
Absolutely. And I, you know, I'm not at all worried for Joe because this is the thing. Joe, <laughs> Joe is, first of all, amazing. And I have, I have admitted it. I was not as excited as I should have Same. been about this presidency. Same. Okay. Same I did not bring the support until Kamala came on. I was not as excited. I was doing what I was supposed to do. You were. But I wasn't I was as excited about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. It wasn't my first and or second or third choice, but you know. That's you know. what I'm saying. But you know what? He's turning out to be, I think, the best president of my lifetime. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think you might be right. It is. And it's, and it's, uh, I am happy about that, of course. I, but I, I am not worried about Joe because I believe that Joe, I believe Joe can, he can put up his hand and he can stop any kind of artillery or bullet. I have nothing but faith now. Nothing but faith. I, I, I agree with everything you're saying. I've been so impressed. I grew up with Joe Biden and, you know, like like 80s Biden against apartheid. I liked him. Uh, 90s Biden voting for the crime bill. Not so much. Not so much. Uh, Obama's VP coming out for gay marriage before Obama. Like that guy. Uh, voting for the Iraq war. Didn't like so much. I, I was, you know, I, I, I said it was going to be Biden and Harris in February. February of 2017. I predicted it very early. That would be the ticket that would win. And I got to tell you, I could not have predicted how much this man would surprise me. This old man, old Joe, I'll take old Joe over every version of Joe that's ever existed. The, the, the PACT Act, the CHIPS Act, lowest childhood poverty rate in history, the infrastructure bill, the COVID bill, decriminalizing weed on the federal level, student loan debt forgiveness. I, I now judge a president by how much do billionaires hate him? That's yes. my new standard. He walked the line with the union. Yeah. What, what, I mean, on picket line. and without the support of the house, like this is like, it is amazing to me the, the, what I can't even, and you're absolutely right about the contrast with the Republican party. They can't even elect one of their own. They can't even, <laughs> and I'm trying to figure <laughs> out. It's, a, it's worse. It's worse. People were excited to vote against Jim Jordan. Okay, well, that I can, that were. I approve of, and I'm excited to see it. Also, it's fun that works to see as him a try Viagra. Try that, again. That's a Viagra substitute, gentlemen. If you're ever having a problem, just imagine you're voting against Jim Jordan. Watch what, what happens. Just that's all I'll say. Sexy. People were like, "Get uh, Jim is up." Oh, oh, oh! You didn't know that I wasn't gonna vote for him. Let me show you how I'm not gonna vote for him. It's so. I, amazing to me to watch them and Francis is right she was talking we were talking about it earlier today I'll try maybe you can explain it John Fee was saying John Fee was saying how is it that the person who got the most votes which is Hakeem Jeffries isn't the speaker can you explain it to us because we are having problems with the math well, long ago, um, dead slave owners wanted an electoral college to protect their investment. And that's why most mm. of the first seven presidents came from Virginia. We have a long history in this country of calling it democracy when it really isn't. And in the case, you got to have 217 votes. I don't think that Hakeem Jeffries is going to get that. But I don't think Jim Jordan is either, because there's so many Republicans in districts that Joe Biden won by double digits that they're not going to let the Democrats tar and feather them. And honestly, like these these Republicans are so smart, these 20, because to me, go ahead and make Jim Jordan the speaker. It's embarrassing for the country, but holy crap, the fundraising for Democrats. I mean, the wrestler molester protector. Go ahead and make it that. Yeah. I mean, this man has never had a bill. He has never Never. signed a bill into law. He is the most ineffectual representative already. And on top of it, he should probably be in jail. 
Like mm-hmm. there's every reason to believe that that the reason that he didn't fulfill the subpoena, which is another reason he shouldn't be able to be Speaker of the House ding, because he doesn't ding. respect the rules of Congress at all. Um, the reason he defied it is because he could only incriminate himself. I, I mean, I, I can get my mind around how he if he were in jail like he should be. Mm-hmm. You know how. I, and by the way, I do like my slave owners dead. That is my preferred. <laughs> yes. I'm against violence, dead. but I'm a big fan of dead slave owners. It's true. I am too. That, I feel like they need that well. Who isn't in favor of them? Thank you. <laughs> I want to play you, ladies, a little clip of future Speaker of the House, Sakeem Jeffries earlier today, uh, taking questions from reporters and not running away in horror from them because they ask tough questions like some people I could name. Here's just a little bit of uh, future Speaker Jeffries. Paging my traditional Republican colleagues. It's time to get off the sidelines, break away from the extremists, get in the arena so we can find a bipartisan path forward. Is Mr. that Jeffers, bipartisan path open to the idea of it all of empowering Patrick McHenry to be an interim speaker or doing a, giving him the authority to oversee legislation? Are you open to McHenry specifically? Our focus right now relates not just to any one individual, but to getting the institution reopened. I have respect He's good. for Patrick McHenry. I think he is respected on our side of the aisle. There are a whole host of other Republicans who are respected on our side of the aisle. Jim Jordan is not one of them. But what would you say to some members of your caucus who have said that they're open to McHenry? Have they come to you and said, hey, we want to do something that empowers him so we can just get things going again? We continue to say that we're seeking a bipartisan path forward that's authentic, genuine, and that we want to agree upon in good faith. So is that not? Okay, that's that's Akeem Jeffries earlier today. Uh, Francis and Angela, Democrats in array. I mean, all you've heard, and I need some Andrea Mitchell to show up to this critique, because all they have done for years is say the Democrats are in disarray. And now it's so clearly the Republicans. And what do we hear? Well, why aren't the Democrats doing something to help them? Exactly. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> Your mama? Your pappy? No, get off my porch. I don't want none. You know, I don't, whatever you sell it, I don't want it. He's here every night. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, the other thing is, you know, this idea of working in a bipartisan fashion to, to elect the pro tem for 30 days. Yeah, do that. Because you know why? Their conference can't get it together. Yeah. But why should the Democrats support in any way any Speaker of the House who might be open to letting the government shut down again in, what is it, 29 days now? I mean, that's coming up. All McCarthy was able to do was hit a snooze alarm for 45 days, and it's been two weeks. So we're 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 facing down the barrel of this. I think the Democrats are being completely consistent with who they think the Speaker should be. And we've just gotten over all these years of the Republicans waging war on the Democrats. Now they're waging war on each other. They really, all these institutional moderates can't find one of their own that could do it either. Well, this is my problem. You can't find one Republican who hasn't allowed children to be touched, allegedly, who hasn't been a part of an insurrection, most likely, and allegedly, who hasn't defied a congressional subpoena, who has, (laughs) like, you can't find one. You can't find Mm -hmm. one. They can't. They can't put up a one. And, you know, and Steve Scalise, who had more votes in the room than Jordan. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, are we going in the wrong direction? Like, first of all, I'm wondering. I don't understand how they do math. How does the guy who had more votes than the other guy back mm-hmm. down and mm-hmm. the guy who has less votes go and get votes I don't understand. end up with less votes than he thought he was going to get? I can explain it does, that. It does, it does, it does I can explain sense. it. God, God loves us and wants us to laugh. <laughs> And made sure that Jim Jordan lost two times in a row. Two votes in a row he has lost. It's all, it's all. Let, let me ask you another question, though. Uh, if you ladies were advising Joe Biden, and honestly, why, why, why shouldn't you? Um, you. If you were Thank advising you. Joe Biden in this White House, how would you address this age issue? The media really likes making a thing out of this. I have said for a long time, I will take the old guy who needs another nap over the old guy who needs another defense attorney. But I mean, Harrison Ford's 80, Martin Scorsese's 80, Carol King's 80, Robert De Niro's 80. I see lots of 80 year olds doing good work. And yet the media is fixated on having the healthy 80 year old versus the unhealthy, obese nine inches of plaque around his heart, 77-year-old of Trump. How would you advise this White House to tackle the ageism issue? Well, I'm trying to understand the math. Yeah, because mm. he's only three years younger. <laughs> and instead of it being Sleepy Joe, I would turn Sleepy Joe into Sleeper Joe, okay? Because let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Sleeper Joe has slid into... <laughs> All our DMs. All our DMs. All our DM is lousy. Your dreams are lousy with body. Okay? (laughs) Just slipped Mm -hmm. up in there. And and, and you wish, you wish you could have dreamt a a president this good. You wish. Mm -hmm. All right? Because you know what? You know what I don't feel? Tell me. Which is beautiful. Just take Mm -hmm. everybody within the sound of our voices, take a moment and just realize that you are not freaked out about Joe Biden going over to Israel. If it had been Trump, take a moment to think about Trump and Ivanka Uh and Jared going over to handle this. Mm -hmm. Wasn't Jared supposed to fix this? No, didn't Jared supposedly create peace in the Middle East? Uh, Not for Palestine, no. Jared's deal was a big fuck you to Palestine, whatever you want to Netanyahu, and give me two billion evil sheik who kills reporters. That was Jared's whole deal. Oh, that he did that. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah, no, I close my eyes, I see Joe Biden. I wake up, and the sun doesn't rise till I see Joe Biden. (laughs) I think about my future, and what do I see? Joe Joe Biden. Biden. Yeah, I'm I'm with you guys. I'm the same. I want to ask if you guys can stay with us through the break, because when we come back, I don't do a lot of pop culture on the show, but you guys do. And this story about Britney Spears's memoir and what she says Justin Timberlake pressured her to do to terminate a pregnancy 20 years ago against her wishes, I think is deeply political. And, um, well, let's just say I still haven't forgiven Justin Timberlake for the shit he said about Prince. This, I don't think, is going to win him any fans, but I want to get your takes on it because it's an abortion story revolving around how a man feels. We are going to take a really quick break. We'll be right back with Frangela. We're at 866-997-4748. This is Progress. This is SiriusXM Progress. I'm John Fugelsang. 
we are talking with two of the funniest ladies in the game, and that game being politics or broadcasting or stand-up comedy, Frangela, Francis Callier and Angela V. Shelton. And I, I want to take a break from politics for a second to talk about a pop culture story that I actually think is very deeply political. Britney Spears who I don't really get to talk about too much on The Progress Show. I feel like I'm back at page six again. But Britney Spears has a memoir coming up called The Woman and Me. Um, And People magazine was given an excerpt where she talks about her relationship with Justin Timberlake. And again, I'm not into gossip, but I think this is a pretty interesting story. And I think a lot of women will relate to it that she became pregnant when she was very, very young and had an abortion because Justin Timberlake didn't want to be a father. He wasn't happy about the pregnancy. He said we weren't ready to have a baby in our lives, that we were way too young. Now, obviously, I'm all for people having a right to choose, and it all comes down to a woman, whatever a woman wants, and the man should always go along with that. But she talks about how she felt pressured to do it, and again, it's just her side of the story. But this sounded to me like the kind of thing that I think a lot of women might be able to relate to, even guys who claim to be pro-choice, but aren't really fans sometimes of the choice part. Yeah. Well, no, I've I mean, definitely I- heard men not understand or have a very limited understanding of their role, you know, um, in, in in the whole process and not understanding that the way that you protect yourself from unwanted pregnancies is that you you use some form of protection and if you don't do that this is what happens you know or can potentially happen and and then that means that this person has the right to this choice and that that's a really hard choice to make at any point in your life um and it doesn't take a lot especially you know i i think of myself when i was the age you know younger and, and that age and you know it didn't take a lot for me to feel scared you know what I mean? like like yeah. you know when you're that young like all people have to do is not be enthusiastic you know and and you can feel whatever but i haven't read this i don't know exactly what the account is at this point but it's it's you know, really upsetting they were in their early they were in their early 20s and and again it's it, and again it's it's just her word against his i'm not saying i believe it either way but i think it's an interesting story because just because you're a guy who says he's pro-choice it doesn't mean it's your choice it's still a woman's choice and if a woman yeah. wants to have the baby we don't care how pro roe v wade you are i mean it's the woman's choice yeah you know i think you know you, you also have to remember the times, right? This is what the early nineties. Yeah, early two thousands. Early two thousands. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think you know, but everything before Me Too is to me kind of a like in one bucket. A lot of stuff. You know, a lot of behavior, a lot of thoughts, a lot of guys being like you know i don't want this and 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 females being like oh i will do what he wants you know yeah and i think that a lot of that has changed Mm -hmm. i think that a lot i think i see i feel a lot of women taking their power you -hmm. know their power and their ability to think for themselves you know, and I also get that if you're a 21 year old young woman and the, the male that you're pregnant by is saying they don't want the baby. Yeah, you're going to feel pressure. Sure. 
And that's that, that's to, a factor that'll, that'll factor into anyone's decision. Yeah, that's absolutely. right. You know, I don't you know, know what to do, to do with the information outside of, you know, read the account and and have yeah. empathy and support, obviously, for her, because that's her experience of it. Whether exactly. or not that was his intention, that was her experience of it. And it's, you know, I can only hope that everybody that there are people who can learn from that, you know, and exactly. hear that and and grow from it and and take heart in it but i do think you know in this country we have a really huge problem around consent and power and and uh and and we really don't just it's not you know even even concentrating solely on the women you know on women choosing and women this it really ignores the fact that we don't teach what consent consent shouldn't be the goal which enthusiasm should be the goal you should you know, <laughs> right, you want somebody right. you don't want somebody who's like sure you can have sex with me you look i mean oh, i think oh, ideally, yeah, there's there's plenty of guys go for exactly that bar that's good they'll enough take for it plenty. they'll yeah. take it but i mean i think the concept of you know what does consent really look like you know and yeah. what and what does um, you know, being listening, like when I hear people, how often have you heard somebody say they walked in, they walked into a room and they knew people were talking about them. And then mm-hmm. I hear that people say, well, I didn't know that's how they felt. And I'm like, really, did you not know? Or did you not want to know? Like, it's, I think that, that we have a hard time having nuanced conversations in this country. Yeah. And by hard time, mm-hmm. I mean, we're not, we can't. Um, and and we're at a point where things like slavery have become wedge issues. And so it hardly seems like it's going to happen right now to me. But what so I look at this and I go, this is really unfortunate. I look at Britney Spears's life and I see this pattern repeated in her life over and yeah. over and over again. And that makes me really sad for um, all of us. But for her, you know, mostly, you know, it's, it's almost like you don't it's almost like you don't appreciate all the job skills that slaves were given. Uh, I know. You know, and it's Ron DeSantis I'm tell you, has I talked about John. this beautifully. Yeah, okay. I don't. I would have rather been job skillless. Oh, uh, Ron DeSantis mm-hmm. really, is going to... Really, really. He's going to ban Roots because Kunta Kinte kept running away from his free jobs program. Um, you know, you know as I, long I, as he I, keeps wearing those white boots. Oh, no. Boots. Oh, I love and me, you know a transphobe who the, wears heels. I know, right? And the lips. Oh, aren't they exciting? That's beautiful. You know, I'm with you. I... I don't I don't get to judge Justin Timberlake. I don't know the whole story. And, and I, I do get to judge him for the shit he said about Prince. And I always will. But I do think this story underscores the fact that abortion is the most personal of all the issues that divide us. And so for all the talk about Biden's poll numbers and Donald Trump fundraising, I still think Roe v. Wade is going to drive people to the polls more than any candidate, any name, any political party. After what we saw in Kansas, after what we saw mm-hmm. in Wisconsin with the Supreme Court, I mean, I, I I feel optimistic that it's going to increase voter turnout, which is what we need. And I feel optimistic that women will retain their rights in our lifetime. Am yeah, I, I too Pollyannaish? No, not at all. And then more than that, you know, one of the things that I'd like to see some reporting on, but I know anecdotally sort of personally, is that I know some men who have chosen to get vasectomies recently. And it's because of the end of Roe v. Wade. It's because and that's been an amazing thing to me to see men take more power and responsibility in terms of family planning and, and taking taking health, their health and their future in their hands that way and that i think is a really important development also and yeah i'm not i don't think it's pollyannish at all i think i am i think that they you know i absolutely believe we're going to retake these and i absolutely believe that what the republican party do is doing now is ensuring their own demise and the demise of those retro ideas yeah at least with young people and women 
the uh, when you look at the generation that's coming up, Gen Z and Alpha, you know, there's a ton of young people. And those are a lot. I mean, when you're looking at the buying power of women in just in film with Barbie, with Taylor Swift, what you have to understand in this country is this is a huge, huge group of people. And I believe that what we're going to really get to understand is how large this group of people is is yeah. in November mm-hmm. of 2024. I agree. I, I also think that people are going to see the infrastructure bill begin to be deployed and see roads and yep. bridges fixing their communities. And if the Democrats can get their messaging game together, I think that that can be really positive. I, I, I feel like this president, I agree with you, Angela, this president's going to have a really long list of impressive achievements in his first term with a ferociously divided Congress. And people will either care or they'll be shallow about it. But I think even if they are, and I listen, I think journalists will support Biden, but the media, the media wants their Trump size ratings back. And I think that that's going to be the greatest hurdle he had that. And if OPEC raises gas prices to $10 a gallon next year with cutting production. But I I do think Roe v. Wade is going to continue to keep people involved in civics. And that means they're going to show up to vote for president, but they'll also be voting for their state and local elections. And I think it could actually be a really good thing for democracy at the granular level, too. Absolutely. I think our biggest problem is real isn't even messaging. I think the Democrats and sort of the left progressives uh, biggest problem is voter disenfranchisement and 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 voter intimidation um, Mm -hmm. and fatigue, you know, Uh, and I think that if as long as we make we protect people's right to vote and we get out there and we make sure that people are able to vote and encouraged to vote and we get that part of the population that keeps not voting or votes inconsistently you know if we can yeah. get and stop worrying about messaging that potentially third of the country that's just lost to us right. and you were yeah. kind because you talked to them and i appreciate you for that <laughs> because i can't do it my pressure no, Can't I mean, the third it. of the country that's apathetic is the one I want to reach out to. I have that's no what illusions I'm that we can deprogram the people in the cult. I think we can talk to them in front of an audience to make them look silly. That's I just use that for entertainment value. Are you You're enjoying so the uh, uh, the Republican uh, presidential debates and contests, or as I call it, uh, henchman con, where all of Trump's different winged monkeys come out and try to oppose him without actually having the guts to oppose him? Uh, are you enjoying Vivek Ramaswamy as much as the comedy gods are? Well, you know what, Vivek, this is my thing about him, Vivek. Everybody has to watch out because that kid is a sniper, okay? Mm -hmm. The reality is, is that he's got points on someone who used to be the vice president. Yes. That's, you know, if I I were Mike Pence, I would be watching my back. I would be watching my six. Oh, he ain't never. He don't know where his back is. He's so yeah, busy it's not kissing that hard the ground. To, I mean, flies have points on Mike Pence, if you know what I mean. Like, it's not that hard to to own this. They guy. literally said, "Hang Mike Pence." <laughs> Look, I can't get that out of my. This man still supports a man who tried to have him lynched. Well, you know why? Because he's still not hung. 
Uh, that's that's that's, that's why I, the media seems to have gone from uh, coronating Ron DeSantis to having a coronation for Tim Scott. That is very much over. <laughs> and and yeah. I'm here for it, by the way. He can go back and cheer on the Confederacy. And then uh, now it seems like the media is right wing media and fundraising are beginning to really coalesce around Nikki Haley, who keeps saying that yeah. only she has the foreign policy experience. Never mind the fact the guy she's running against hired her and gave her that foreign policy experience. I, I, I don't even know who to root against anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they don't know who to root. They can't elect a speaker. Out of they people that have own. already been elected. No. They can't. <laughs> they can't. This isn't even voters. That's right. <laughs> this is them. I mean, I think. Which that is Trump, crazy. I think, I think Trump will probably get the nomination, and I guess he deserves it. I don't know if America does. Maybe we do. But between now and next summer uh, and the Republican convention, Donald Trump has seven criminal trials, not just mm. the big four. There's the E. Jean Carroll part two. Mm-hmm. There's the ACN communications pyramid scheme from Celebrity Apprentice. And there's, of course, Letitia James, my future wife, and what she's doing in New York right now. Are you enjoying the Trump trials? And do you think that they're, as time goes on and convictions rack up, are they going to have an impact on the voting population? Because I, I think they will. Well, I think the gag order is already making them slur more. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm telling you. I thought maybe it was an actual gag because he was slurring so much. I was like, did they actually wrap something around his throat? Or No, the, es- the escort charges more for that. He wouldn't, he wouldn't pay, spend it. Oh, okay. That's true. He's not going to pay for extra. He can I, can I play you a clip of uh, Donald Trump today? Because for some reason he oh, showed I up at his court... It. He showed up at his courtroom again today in New York City, where, again, he is very guilty already. I mean, the verdict's already in. This whole trial is just about how much money he's going to pay, just like E. Jean Carroll Part 2. He's already guilty. So here he is being very mindful of his um, gag order from a different judge. Uh, Here's the new, more measured, serious adult Donald Trump. This is a rigged trial. This is a rigged situation. And our country can't stand these things. And the people of our country understand it. We're being railroaded. And I have other trials we're being railroaded. You saw yesterday where they take away my right to speak. I won't be able to speak like I'm speaking to you. And I'm not saying anything wrong. I'm saying the truth. I won't be able to do this with that trial. Because the judge, which of course we're appealing, because the judge said basically I don't have a right to speak. And I'm, a, I'm the number one candidate leading the Republicans by 55 or 60 points. That should be over. And leading Joe Biden. He's terrified, isn't he? Wow. He's really, I'm leading by 50 million, 11 billion points. I'm leading by. Come <laughs> It's 50%. Even that's not enough. He's got to lie and embellish that. He's literally on trial for lying about size, and he's lying about size outside the courthouse. That's all. That's that's his lie. His lie is about size. You know, I guess. Ooh. Oh, ton of hands. I was about to say, is it really that hard to have a micro penis? Is it? <laughs> it is, apparently. I don't want to judge that part. I mean, Poor guys find a way, but rich guys will never stop complaining about it. Yeah. I mean, I, I keep thinking, you know, forget having a cancer moonshot. Let's have real penis enlargement surgery technology so half of these right wing guys will calm down and put their guns away. Yep. I completely agree with you. 
I think that it's wrong to give them the idea that that's the only issue with people having sex with them. Um, well, again, you know, that's why that's why immigrants do the jobs Americans won't do, like having sex with Donald Trump. It's true. Right. Thank you, Melania. By the way, he doesn't talk to Barron, apparently. He won't be seen with Barron because he won't be photographed with anyone taller than him. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> he, he really does love just like his dad did. It's kind of beautiful. Yeah. Do, yeah. If you had to predict, who do you think is going to get the nomination? Will Trump do it in spite of all of this? I keep thinking if he gets the nomination, they're, they're going to have a contested convention. Uh, he absolutely will get that. Let me tell you yeah. something. Not only is he the um, candidate that America deserves, he's the candidate that America, a lot of America wants. Yeah. You have to you have to remember that they want him. It's true. Yeah, we all want things. I want things. I want clean air and clean water. <laughs> I want a beat that doesn't quit. We all want things. Okay. I, do you think that, you, you, I mean, I think that, you know, Trump in whatever condition is the easiest candidate for 82 year old Joe Biden to beat. Are you optimistic about the president's reelection? Oh, very. Extremely. I, I have no, I have no fears about Joe Biden uh, defeating Donald Trump. Again. Again. Exactly. No, he did it once with no accomplishments as, <laughs> as president. You know, mm -hmm. he was vice president, but now he's had the time. And it's I mean, nobody has ever reduced the child poverty rate rate at all. And That's he right. proved I keep talking about it. that we can do it. it. That's with what I say every day. Yes. Like, we, it's not we have some the will, amorphous we can do it. problem. Exactly. No. It's not some amorphous. You know, I've always said, I've always said, I believe that human beings can solve any problem that we've created. Yes. And 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 this is finally some actual proof of that. And yes. it's undeniable. And That's I exactly, and I just exactly it, right. it's exciting to me, even in its absence now, you know, I'm like, but we know this works, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and it didn't take a lot. And so I, I do think that those things I think that we have to be, you know, as we all know, careful with polling and but, I uh, you know, and, and with getting excited and and or, you know, or depressed. By it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that the reality of the situation is as long as people are able to vote and they know how to do it, that's what we have to focus on, making sure that that's everybody right. can vote and that they know how to vote and that they're able to do it. Those are the things because they, we've already had a record turnout for Joe. Exactly. We're right. going to have exactly one again. Right. If government policies got us into these problems, then government policies could get us out. And Angela, I say this all the time on the show. Biden proved that if we have the will, we can reduce childhood poverty to the lowest yeah. levels ever. And then in 2022, they went right back up again because yeah. the tax credit was allowed to expire. We know how to do it. That's right. And nothing so bad excited. happened from the tax credit. Like it didn't no. destroy the economy. Nothing fell no. apart because of it. And that no, is that's... the this is what we needed to see that it really doesn't hurt anything. In fact, it only makes things better. Correct. Ladies, I am so thrilled to be on stage with you all again this Saturday night at the uh, Saban Theater in Beverly Hills. If you can't make it, you can see the whole show live streamed. Go to sexyliberal.com or go to uh, meathook.com slash live. That's M-E-E-T, not M-E-A-T. Don't go to that site, please, please, please. Francis and Angela, what is the best way for our evil army of the night to follow you and keep up with all your many doings? Anything you want to promote? You can put in Frangela and, you know, you can follow us on all the uh, socials. Also, listen to our podcast, Idiot of the Week and The Final Word. Go to Frangela.com. 
Thank you. I will you. see you Saturday night. Thanks so much for being here with us. This is Progress.